The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Hello, I am Rabbi Match Neweis, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today's readings, plural, are from Epictetus and Marcus Aurelius. We've read these before, and I think we've even read them in conjunction with each other. Uh, we're not reading the entire chapters that this is from. We're reading uh, just one line from each selection. So, first, first uh, reading is from Epictetus's Enchiridion, the Handbook, Chapter Five. It is not circumstances themselves that trouble people, but their judgments about those circumstances. Second reading from Incaridian 20. Remember that the insult does not come from the person who abuses you or hits you, but from your judgment that such such people are insulting you. And third reading comes from Marcus Aurelius Meditations, Book 4, Chapter 7. Get rid of the judgment, and you are rid of the I am hurt. Get rid of the I am hurt, and you are rid of the hurt itself. So this obviously is a huge, uh, you know, foundation of Stoicism, that uh, that it's not uh, that many of the things that we ascribe to other people, many of the pains and difficulties uh, that we uh, experience, we either blame external factors or reality or other people when we when in reality, then these things are coming from our own internal world. And if we change our internal world, then we also can uh, change the 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 feelings and thoughts that come. Uh, that we think come from the, from from the outside and make our lives a lot easier. So that's not a new concept. But this morning I read an excerpt from uh, from Naval Ravikant. Uh, I guess this was a interview that he did or a, a live session or something like that. I don't really know. I got it from this uh, this almanac of Naval Ravikant that just has a bunch of his uh, his you know quotations. And uh, he says something which kind of gave me. I don't know whether to call it a new perspective or a new technique. I haven't. I don't know how this is going to end up uh, I- integrating itself into my life yet, but I wanted to share it because this is the beginning of of, uh, of the insight. So let's just capture it on uh, on the podcast. So uh, this is Naval Ravikant talking. He says, I highly recommend listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast with Wim Hof. Uh, Wim Hof, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. He is a walking miracle. Wim's nickname is the Iceman. He holds the world record for the longest time spent in an ice bath and swimming in freezing cold water. I was very inspired by him, not only because he's capable of superhuman physical feats, but because he does it while being incredibly kind and happy, which is not easy to accomplish. He advocates cold exposure because he believes people are too separate from their natural environment. We're constantly clothed, fed, and warm. Our bodies have lost touch with the cold. The cold is important because it can activate the immune system. So he advocates taking long ice baths. Being from the Indian subcontinent, I'm strongly against the idea of ice baths, but Wim inspired me to give cold showers a try. And I did so by using the Wim Hof breathing method. It involves hyperventilating to get more oxygen into your blood, which raises your core temperature. Then you can go into the shower. The first few cold showers were hilarious because I'd slowly ease myself in, wincing the entire way. I started about four or five months ago. Now I turn the shower on full blast and then I walk right in. I don't give myself time to hesitate. As soon as I hear the voice in my head telling me how cold it's going to be, I know I have to walk in. I learned a very important lesson from this. Most of our suffering comes from avoidance. Most of the suffering from a cold shower is the tiptoeing your way in. Once you're in, you're in. It's not suffering. It's just cold. Your body saying it's cold is different than your mind saying it's cold. Acknowledge your body saying it's cold. Look at it. Deal with it. Accept it. 
but don't mentally suffer over it. Taking a cold shower for two minutes isn't going to kill you. Having a cold shower helps you relearn that lesson every morning. Now hot showers are just one less thing I need out of life. And that's the end of the excerpt. <laughs> okay, so so um, I guess when I read this, I thought of three things, okay? Um, one, uh, which is just a very, very basic thing, uh, which I'm not going to dwell on because uh, I've been talking about for a while, is uh, radical acceptance, <laughs> of course, which is uh, which I actually I just finished reading the book this morning. Um, and uh, and one of the things I'm I am uh, trying to work on to experiment with is being more in touch with my with my body, you know, with 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 being aware of what's going on in my body and allowing myself to feel the sensations and accepting them. And, uh, and I, I, I guess this cold shower thing, I'm not saying that I'm even going to try doing the cold shower thing yet, but, uh, but the, the cold shower thing is just a, a reminder of the fact that like, you know, the, the instinctive, um, response when you have an unpleasant bodily stimuli stimulus is to either try to physically extricate yourself from it or to mentally extricate yourself from it, or, or at least have that mental tug of like, Oh, I got to get out of this, you know? And, um, and I, and I think radical acceptance of bodily, of unpleasant bodily sensations, I think can go a long way towards radical acceptance of, uh, of mental, uh, and, uh, and psychological sensations as well. So that was number one. Number two was a, uh, a Mishle Pasuk, which actually appears in two places in Mishle. Um, in 188 and in 2622, the words of the complainer are like blows, like physical blows, descending to the inner chambers of the belly. And I gave Shear on this uh, earlier this year, which I'll link in the show notes below. But the basic idea behind it is uh, that, you know, the, <laughs> if you talk to a complainer, and for our purposes, we're defining complainer as not someone who habitually complains, although that you could learn the puzzle that way. Uh, but just anyone who is in the act of complaining. So usually if you like, if you freeze frame them and you ask them either verbally or, you know, you look into their head and say, why are you complaining? There is this feeling that by articulating my complaint, then I am somehow gaining rel relief or I'm making things better or I'm, I'm venting, you know, the, when people use the term venting, then they, they, they feel like I have to let it out because that will somehow alleviate things or make things better. And what Michelet is telling you is no, it's actually making things worse because, uh, again, you know, I really should have reviewed the shear that I gave, uh, but you know, I think we, we broke it down into very, very specific, uh, ways that it's making things worse. But the basic idea is that, you know, there is, uh, let's, let's say there's a, <laughs> there's a stimulus that is not in line with your desire. Like, let's say it's too cold, right? Um, it's it's colder than your preference. You 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 wish it were it were not cold and it is cold and that's unpleasant. So if you didn't complain, so then you just feel the stimulus, right? But by complaining, you are basically highlighting the fact that reality is not in line with my desires and that's bad. Like you are you are essentially like you're concretizing the victim hood status of reality not going your way and making yourself more miserable you're also by verbalizing it you're making it into an external reality instead of just something in your head which makes it harder to like let go of if there are people around that you're complaining to you're spreading your misery to them or having it being reflected back uh you know towards you from them the the point though of however you learn the pasuk the point is that shlomo is making is that when you complain you're just beating yourself up you're just punching yourself in the belly and 
And that statement that Naval Ravikant made about how he says, um, uh, most, uh, I just want to read that last part again. Uh, most of our suffering comes from avoidance. Most uh, of the suffering from a cold shower is the tiptoeing your way in. Once you're in, you're in. It's not suffering. It's just cold. Your body saying it's cold is different than your mind saying it's cold. Acknowledge your body saying it's cold. Look at it. Deal with it. Accept it. But don't mentally suffer over it. Taking a cold shower for two minutes isn't going to kill you. So he's emphasizing this point is that like, you know, you know, or just, just to, to translate that into Shlomo's terms here is yeah, something didn't go your way. Right. And it's unpleasant, but, but suffering, suffering from the fact that it happened is one thing then, but framing it and leaning into the mental, uh, to the mental dimension of the suffering by making yourself a victim or by bemoaning the fact that this is happening to you, that's really where the real suffering comes from. And so, so, you know, it's just we, we don't we just do this so automatically that we don't realize how much additional anguish we're causing ourselves by clinging on to this and framing it in certain unhealthy ways, which, again, is the whole the whole endeavor of stoicism is to work on that area. And this leads me to my third thought, which is a, uh, I know this is a famous quotation. I actually don't know if it comes from his book, but a Viktor Frankl quotation between stimulus and response. There is a space in that space is our power to choose our response in our response lies our growth and our freedom. Uh, and again, that that deals with the fact that you don't have to respond. The stimulus and response are not automatic. There are different ways to respond to the same stimulus, and 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 getting into that pause, that space, that sacred pause between the stimulus and the response, is uh, is is going to be the key to changing the responses. Now, the the reason why I'm thinking about this in conjunction with the Naval Ravikant thing is it's it's kind of ironic because I think the way that I've been thinking about um, about implementing a lot of these stoic techniques or 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 this Viktor Frankl thing is you create an additional pause. In other words, instead of just going from stimulus to response, you 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 pause, sacred pause, catch yourself and identify what am I thinking and feeling, accept it, and then that opens the paths to new ways of reacting. But the funny thing about the Naval Ravikant thing is he said that by easing himself into the cold shower, in other words, by trying to 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 draw out that the time, you know, uh, then that made things worse. And what he found is what he needed to do is just expose himself to the cold, just jump right in, you know. And I, I think it's just interesting that that like and, and this is like I guess I'll end with this question here is that that you know, how many things can we do in life to make the experience like an ice shower, okay, or like an ice bath? In other words, let's say, you know, he's saying so much of our our, our pain and fear and uh, comes from avoidance. Most of our suffering comes from avoidance, you know? So, like, there is a phenomenon of of just stewing in anxiety because, uh, about something that's going to happen in the future that you have to, like, encounter. And... And sometimes you can forcibly just thrust yourself into the situation and then let whatever happens happen. And if you could focus on what is, if the situation is so immersive, like a cold shower, that you could just focus on what is actually happening to the point where it kind of shocks you out of your mental anguish, which I guess is what happens when you take a cold shower. Uh, it can create a clarity that you that you can't get by like mentally preparing yourself. So I guess that's my question here. Uh, I, I'm, okay. <laughs> this, you know, these, these podcasts are, are trying me trying to work it out on the spot also. Right. So, so I, I guess the question here is like, this is of these techniques of stoicism that we've been exploring all year. 
you know, which techniques are going to be better implemented by, by slowing down and preparing ourselves mentally, and then which ones are going to be more effective by, by jumping in head first and then allowing the situation to, to ground us in, in, in the sensations and thoughts that we're experiencing. And then from that place, separate out our mental framing of things. If that makes any sense, okay. Again, I, I, you know, I thought about um about letting this uh this insight, you know, um, percolate and develop in my mind before sharing it. Uh, but truth is, this is the last week of yeshiva, and uh, we'll we'll talk about what what's going to happen to the Stoic Jew podcast over the summer uh, at the end of this week. But uh, I just I don't know. I wanted to capture this since I just encountered this this morning. I wanted to capture it uh, and just start thinking about it out loud with you. So. Uh, that is it for today's episode. If you've gained from what you've learned here today and would like to support my production of even more Torah content, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Link is in the description. As I have mentioned um, a lot uh, over the last uh, month, uh, we were gearing up for the summer, um, and uh, I could uh, I could certainly use uh, your uh, contributions, especially if, uh, if I'm going to be using the summer to be producing content that I don't have the time to produce during the year. Uh, I really want to use this summer to experiment with uh, other content, and uh, and the key to doing that is uh, is your support, because uh, it's that or tutoring. So thank you to my listeners for listening, and thank you to my patrons for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.